When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Welcome to All Steelers Talk, your home for everything Pittsburgh Steelers, presented by AllSteelers.com. What is up, Steelers Nation? Thank you so much for jumping on to another episode of All Steelers Talk. I'm your host, Noah Strackbine. Terrible audio, terrible quality. That's all right. We're still bringing to you live from St. Vincent College, joined all week long by my boy, Derek. Derek, first, before we even get into anything, you're here. There's been a lot going on. We've been rained on twice. It's been a great time. First off, how are you feeling? Second off, how are you feeling here at camp? It's been a good experience, man. Get to see some some practice. Um, it's just good to, you know, finally be watching football again, like real football in pads. Uh, weather hasn't been the greatest. It looks like it's going to rain on us again tonight. Yep. Uh, but rain is fine. I just hope that the uh, lightning stays away so that we can at least, you know, get practice through. Yeah, we need a whole practice 100%. And I think that's important because the Steelers have – they went no pads two days ago. Yesterday they went to kind of hype it up, send it into Friday Night Lights with a two-minute drill. That got cut short because of the lightning. You come in here tonight, energy's got to be loud, real loud. Let me ask this. Do you expect Kenny Pickett to take Team 1 reps tonight? Do you think tonight's the night? I'll say no, but, man, I think it would be really cool if, like, if we can get through the whole practice, if we can see him get a two-minute drill. Yeah. Like, I think the two-minute drill, if they could let him do a rep of that, I think that would get the crowd pretty hyped. We're expecting a lot of people there. Um, so maybe his first two-minute drill tonight, that's kind of what I'm maybe shooting for. I think Coach Tomlin might get a rise out of some people with that. Yeah, 100%. You want you – want, like, it's going to be bumping, especially Friday night if the weather stays out. You want the fans to, to be hyped. It'd be pretty crazy. I think it'd be a cool experience, not just for Kenny, but I think for everybody. I mean, I yeah. think that stadium will be rocking you yeah. know, if that happens. So. Just let them know, you know, this is our guy. It is what it is. Everybody can slow down. All right, let's start with the depth chart. The Steelers released their first depth chart of 2022. Mitchell Trubisky is the starting quarterback. I don't think that surprises many people. There are three position battles confirmed. Akella Witherspoon and Levi Wallace at right cornerback. Uh, Kendrick Green and Kevin Dotson at left guard and Devin Bush and Robert Spillane at inside linebacker alongside Miles Jack. I think I know your answer, but I'm going to ask anyways. Who are you? What one are you most surprised by? I think I'm most surprised by Akilo and Levi just because, um, you know, Levi hasn't really practiced because he's been um, out with an illness. Um, Akilo's looked pretty good in the, t- in the couple of days that I've been. Uh, out here. Um, Cam Sutton listed as the starter at right cornerback isn't 
super um, surprising, I guess. But um, we'll have to see kind of what happens when the game starts. I'm, I'm curious um, on if Cam takes some reps inside. I think on on passing downs, like second and third down, I think you could see like Sutton slide inside to the slot with Wallace and Akilo both playing out on the boundary. Uh, but we'll have to kind of see how that rotation um, kind of plays itself out. Yeah, 100%. And this is, I think, what most surprised me during this camp was that Arthur Millette has only played nickel for one year, and it was last season. I did not know that, that he was an outside corner. Maybe that's an adjustment period. I, I'm not totally sure, but we could see there. I think the Steelers expect him to make some growth, but I agree. I think Cam Sutton's going to be a guy that moves inside on third downs, longer second downs, just to assure that you guys have that you have three corners on the field who, you know, starter quality, I guess, in the Steelers' eyes. Levi Wallace hasn't practiced, and I think that's what surprises me as well, is Akello's been out here, and it's felt as if he's the number one corner. He's playing in Joe Hayden's spot on the right side of the field. Levi has not practiced one time. I just thought that was assured. What have you seen from Akello the last two, three days? I think Akello's been, you know, he's playing with a lot of confidence. I think that's the biggest thing for him. I mean, you can tell um, kind of as the season went on last year and he got um, more reps, you know, he was playing really confident. Um, yeah. And that's kind of what I've seen. He's got that swag about him that he's kind of had. He's coming off a pretty good finish to the season. Um, you know, really him and George Pickens on Wednesday had a lot of good one-on-one matchups. Each of them won a handful of reps. Um, you know, he, he, uh, Deontay got the best of him yesterday on that deep ball, but, um, Deontay does that to a lot of people. So, um, it's been good. He's been a really competitive player. Um, and I'm looking forward to seeing, you know, kind of who, who's able to win that battle. Yeah, me too. I think that's a, that's a good one. Kendrick Green and Kevin Dotson kind of, it is what it is. I think they're almost at the same level. Robert Spillane and Devin Bush, what you have seen. How close is that competition? Yeah, I wrote about it a little bit in my takeaways article this morning. Um, I thought the inside linebackers in general struggled a little bit yesterday in coverage, um, mostly in like seven on seven, one on ones, which those are obviously designed for the offense to win. But, um, you know, the running backs kind of had their way a little bit with Jack and Bush. Um, I have been cautiously optimistic about Spillane I do feel like um he's been a little bit better I guess than I've anticipated mm -hmm. um here in person these last couple of days so um you know Terrell Austin said that those two guys are really battling it out and it's going to be a close competition uh, we could even maybe see like a rotation kind of similar to what we were seeing at the end of last season you know kind of as the inside linebackers continue to struggle can you have TA said to Mark Boley yesterday two days ago or something that three inside linebackers rotating wasn't his decision last season. Mm -hmm. Can you have three guys? Is that, I mean, in my eyes, I thought that was the best fit was to have somebody who could come in and be that backup piece, that rotational piece. If he sees it differently, am I wrong? Yeah. I mean, I think most coaches would probably prefer just to have your start, like your clear cut starters. And maybe that's yeah. what they're looking for is one of those guys to kind of take the reins and kind of run away from the competition. Um, and they'll have their chance to do that, you know, not only through practices, but I think Devin and um, Robert Spillane are going to get a good chance to play a lot in the preseason. So um, we'll kind of see who can kind of establish themselves there. I think Miles Jack, you know, he has his spot kind of confirmed. He's wearing the green dot. Um, so we'll, we'll see what happens um, as preseason goes on, but it should be a good competition. All right. So to jump to the offensive side of the ball, why Calvin Austin listed as the fourth string wide receiver, um, 
I, I believe it's Anthony Miller, Cody White, and Miles Boykin, who was ahead of them, and even Steven Sims, I guess, and Gunnar Olszewski. Shock, shocking to me, it's shocking. Yeah, it's the first depth chart, so I'm not gonna. Uh, I'm gonna take it with a grain of salt. You know, Calvin is a rookie. I know George Pickens is listed as a starter. As a starter, but, yeah. Goes <laughs> uh, the rookie. I, I think. I think as a day three pick. Uh, maybe that's Thomas and a little bit of a message that he's not going to, you know, just handing play in time. But I can say this um, from watching Calvin Austin this week, there ain't more than there ain't that many guys better than him in this room. I mean, he's been a handful um, to cover one on one. I mean, him and Millette on Wednesday, I think, had three separate reps um, down near the red zone yeah. um, in one on ones. And Austin won every single one of them. I mean, he was he was really difficult to guard just how shifty he is in short spaces and his ability to get out of his break so quick, man, it's, it's fun to see. So um, I'm really interested in seeing, you know, kind of the way they use him this season. Cause I think they're going to try to get him the football for yeah, sure. Yeah, me too. I think come the preseason, we'll see a, a, at least a few Calvin Austin designed plays, which is going to be pretty significant because that's what he's here for. You know what I mean? Like he's, he's not here to just be a wide receiver. He's here to make, plays be I don't like the comparisons to guys like uh Dexter McCluster those guys but I think that Calvin Austin is somewhat yeah. like that I, I know people um are going to automatically assume Austin's kind of like this gadgety player because of his size you know you don't really see a lot of 5'8 receivers in the NFL that are really able to excel kind of as a receiver but yeah. Austin played on the boundary at Memphis so he has like legitimate receiver skills like he can beat press coverage you know even for his size um, and we've seen that out here, too. You know, he's worked a little bit on the outside. So um, I definitely think that he's got more to prove. And I, I think he'll be a useful weapon for them for sure just because of his speed. Yeah, no doubt. Uh, here from D-Rock Den. Love that. Can someone help me understand the Steelers signing wide receiver Javon McKinley? I, I think it's because they weren't certain about Deontay Johnson's future and how that holdout was going to be and how long it had to last. And also, I would doubt that Chase Claypool makes his way back before week one of the season. I, I just think that at this point, yeah, it sucks for Mitch, and you're talking about chemistry, blah, blah, blah. But you have Pat, Mitch, and our Pat, Chase, and Najee Harris all injured. At this point, you don't want to risk anything. It's it's just kind of warning signs, maybe not significant ones. But if you're an NFL coach, you're looking at that going, all right, let's calm down. Let's not you know push anything that we don't need to push. So I would expect Chase to remain on the sideline and McKinley's just kind of like a filler piece. Yeah, Chase said his shoulder feels good, but I, like you said, I don't think they're going to rush him back by any means. There's just no real reason to. Um, we we may not see him very much. And I think really the McKinley signing is really just for depth. And uh, like you mentioned, Deontay was sitting out. We didn't really get to see him practice until yesterday. So when you're down your top two receivers, it's not really that big of a surprise that they would go sign somebody, even if it's not – and no disrespect to McKinley at all, even if it's just like a camp depth type of player um but you know i will say like he he had a couple good reps yesterday um in terms of like catching the ball away from his frame so he's not just you know another nobody by any means no definitely thoughts on Jalen warren being the he's technically the rb3 and then master teague and mateo durant are rb4s honestly i I know there's a lot of Jalen warren hype but i mean you wrote about it this morning anthony mcfarland there's a reason that he's still the third guy yeah, um, Warren, Warren's had a nice camp. I think he's kind of established himself as, you know, somebody that's going to be pushing for one of those final roster spots. Um, yesterday was a little bit of a tough day. You know, he put the ball on the ground 
a couple times. He had a fumble um, in a run team session, um, and then he had a drop pass and the following drill. Um, so as a running backs coach, like you obviously don't like to see that. Um, and like you mentioned, uh, McFarland, he was really the star of camp yesterday. I thought, you know, he had a big run to the outside on a toss play towards the right side of the field. Um, and then he took a jet sweep to the house, like 60, 65 yards, uh, put a nice juke move on Donovan Steiner. So I think, you know, McFarland's really showed himself well. And I mentioned earlier that Bush and Spillane kind of, or Bush and Jack kind of struggled in pass coverage. That was really against McFarland. McFarland yeah. beat both of them on wheel routes, uh, one of the right side, one of the left side, um, two amazing catches too. One was a contested catch that he had to work back to the football because it was underthrown. And then another one was a dive and grab across the field. So um, I thought he looked fantastic yesterday. So don't, yeah. don't definitely don't sleep on Ant. That's what I, I think the thing with Anthony McFarland, he's a third year guy. I think last year he should have at least had some playing time, but an unfortunate injury. I, there's just so much potential there. Like he came in so underdeveloped. He only played one, pretty much one season at Maryland came into Pittsburgh as a fourth round pick that shows that you have some upside. And I think we just overlooked it because he hasn't been doing anything, but it's definitely there. Like, I don't think it's replaceable. It stinks because if Jalen Warren could prove himself enough, I think he would be another option to replace Benny Snell, but McFarlane would have to be proven enough to be the second running back. Yeah. And I think the big thing with Ant is that, I think in preseason last year um, and from what I saw at camp too, I think the game was kind of just moving a little too fast for him. You could yeah. see um, that it really still hadn't slowed down from him yet. What I've seen here here is like he just looks a lot more decisive. Like the last yeah. two days, like even obviously he's a guy that likes to bounce stuff to the edge and get out on the perimeter. But even on the inside zone runs, um, he ran a couple like really through the A gap yesterday. And I just thought he was really decisive, like didn't do too much dancing, especially behind the line of scrimmage, um, not too many moves, but just getting upfield, getting north. Um, and I, I liked that a lot from him. Yeah, me too. And just to address this, Benny is a special teams guy, but I think Jalen Warren, and that's why you need Jalen Warren to prove himself and Anthony McFarland, because Warren can be a special teams guy. He can be a pass block guy. That's, you know, that's what Benny Snell is. Um Master Teague, what is, did you see anything from Master Teague? He's bigger than I expected. Yeah, um, yeah, he's definitely he definitely looks the looks the uh, type. We'll just yeah. say that um, we didn't really get a, I didn't really get a chance to see a ton of his reps yesterday. Um, kind of just focusing on other players, but um, you know, definitely a guy who tested pretty well, um, surprisingly well coming out of Ohio State. Bigger running back, definitely looks like a Steelers runner. Yeah, um, but you know, I, I do feel like he's got you know quite the up, up, uphill battle in terms of like making the roster um, just because of the other guys in the room been here a little bit longer. We'll see how much special teams involvement he has, you know, come the first preseason game. That'll be pretty telling in my opinion. Yeah. hundred percent. What's uh, what's I forget where I was going with this. There was a question in here. Matt Canada. Oh, it was about Matt Canada. Somebody asked who was going to be calling the offensive plays. It's going to be Matt Canada. Um, what I wanted to ask is, what have you seen different out here? Because I've noticed a lot of differences. I think the biggest thing for me um, has been the changing of launch points. You know, Tom, Tomlin talked about it in his press conference yesterday. Uh, that's been the big difference, in my opinion. A lot more rollouts, um, a little bit more under center. Probably not as much as I would have anticipated, though, honestly. Yeah. Um, 
but a lot of rollouts, they're kind of changing um, definitely some of the things that they're doing with the quarterback position. You're seeing a lot more throws on the run than we've seen in recent years. So that would probably be the biggest difference. Um, you're still seeing like a lot of motion, kind of similar to what we saw last year in preseason. But um, I think just the rollouts, um, especially on play action, that's definitely something new. 100%. Uh, just to go through some questions here, does playing at Heinz Field or Acrisure Stadium impact uh, Pickett mentally? I, I don't think so. I think it's a totally different environment. Like it, it, it might help because he's comfortable on that field, but it's not going to be the same as playing a Saturday afternoon with Pitt fans and playing with 35,000 people screaming. Yeah. I mean, no offense to the Pitt alum if we got any in here, but I mean, you know, yeah. Pitt's not exactly uh, selling <laughs> out Heinz Field or now Acushare Stadium. So it's going to be a different type of environment. I think um, in terms of like more pressure, there's always a lot of pressure there when you're a first round pick. And, Pickett probably anticipated there being more pressure just the second that he was drafted by Pittsburgh, just because he's, you know, the hometown hero, the guy that a lot of fans really wanted them to select to kind of be the heir to, uh, you know, Big Ben. So there's going to be a lot of pressure there, but, you know, I I haven't noticed him this week, um, you know, looking rattled or out of, out of sorts of any sort. No doubt. Uh, Where has Connor Hayward been taking snaps? He's all tight end, all tight. And I think that's going to remain. I mean, he's, he had a bad day yesterday. But he's had good days, and I was surprised that he was listed as the tight end three. But, I mean, it, there's upside enough that you're like, I'm not going to get rid of him. And they're and they're also doing some stuff with him in terms of, like, getting him in the slot and having him work um, different route concepts out of the slot. So um, I noticed yesterday, I think it was in one of the seven shots plays. I may be thinking of Wednesday, but he yeah. was lined up in the slot. And they were in empty. So um, it's definitely been interesting. In the one-on-ones um, – you know, I know that he has a reputation in terms of being like a really clean receiver, being able to catch the ball away from his frame with his hands. Um, he's more shifty than you would think uh, for a guy with like his kind of build. Um, and he ran a really nice like stick and nod uh, route yesterday um, that I really appreciated and caught the ball away from his frame. Good right rep. Can the Steelers trade Benny Snell? Uh, the simple answer is no. There's no trade value there. If we're talking about a seventh-round pick for – for Mason Rudolph, there's no way Benny's worth anything at all. Yeah, I mean, I think too, like you got to see someone has to knock his knock him off the roster in order to really start that conversation. In my yeah. opinion, you know, we're we're still relatively early into camp. We haven't had any preseason games. Um, you know, McFarland, like I said, he was a star at camp yesterday. But you got to put it on tape and put it Every on. Day the field, you know, really consistently to start having those conversations, in my opinion. Yeah. You know, the Steelers working out a ton of veteran running backs. Um, you know, they worked out Jordan Howard, came out earlier today that they worked out Jalen Richard for, from uh, Vegas. Um, and one more guy, forgetting his name. Oh, uh, Wayne Gallman. Oh, so yeah, yeah. they've worked out several vets. But I just, like I said, until somebody knocks him off his spot, just because of his special teams value alone, um, I think he keeps his roster spot. But I will say – Snell's look more comfortable as a pass catcher than I've ever seen him look um, this week. Um, he ran a couple nice choice routes yesterday to get free from linebackers. Um, he looks like he's slowly kind of, even if it's marginal improvement, I definitely think that he's getting, he's still getting better in that regard. Yeah, hundred percent. All right. We got three more before we got to head up to the field here. How has the interior offensive line looked? They just put pads on this week. They've had two hitting practices, so it's tough to say. But I will say, I don't know if you've noticed, Dan Moore Jr. looks good. 
he's definitely giving Alex Highsmith the fits. Yeah. Two days ago, I thought Dan Moore was really, really strong. I didn't get a chance to see as much of him yesterday, but I really thought he won the matchup with Highsmith two days ago. Um, in terms of the interior offensive line, um, I thought Kevin Dawson's looked good at times that I've noticed. Um, but I will say that when they've done a lot of the things under center, like play action, you're still seeing a lot of pressure up the middle. And that's something that's definitely concerning because um, people wanted more play action last year, but they really did, couldn't protect Ben long enough uh, to get the ball out because those plays typically take a little bit longer to develop. So that's definitely something to watch for um, as we head into you know the first preseason game. Will Derek Watt get cut? So here's the thing is, the funny, the way I look at Derek Watt is you should make Benny Snell Jr. a fullback and get rid of Derek Watt because there's no point there. They play the same role. But from what I've seen, he's still just here. Yeah, I mean, he he had one carry yesterday. It was random uh, yeah, out of the shotgun. I mean. But, no, I don't think he's going anywhere, mainly just because um, I had kind of, I guess, a controversial take that they should really – it's got to be either Watt or Hayward. Um, earlier in the summer before, you know, I really saw Hayward in person really working exclusively with the tight ends. I still kind of believe that's how it should be, but I don't think it's how it's going to be. Mm -hmm. So um, I definitely think Watt's roster spot's safe. I did appreciate, too, um, during the special teams uh, period yesterday, he was coaching a lot of the guys up on the kick return team on just like how to, you know, manipulate your footwork, your body um, on the kick return game. So I appreciated that. That's cool from a vet, you know, given a lot of the young guys who are playing special teams really for the first time since probably, you know, Pop Warner, yeah. uh, some tips. So yeah. you see that uh, special teams here, uh, it'll keep you around forever. But there's a lot of special teamers on this team. Yep. Final one here. Have you seen a real Matt Canada offense this year, um, which ties into here? Have you has there been more advanced route, uh, route concepts? What have you seen from Matt Canada's offense? I mean, I, I still think it's pretty similar in terms of like just the quick game. I mean, the, we've you talked about how the quarterbacks really haven't been overly aggressive in terms of pushing the ball down the field. Um, it's a lot of quick passing game, man. Like anytime they're in the gun, it seems like, you know, kind of one step or one step and a hitch and boom, the ball's out. Um, that we just really haven't seen a lot of shot plays. Yeah. And, you know, that that could be by design. It could just be by the quarterbacks playing safe. Um, I wouldn't say it's really all that much different in terms of route concepts that I've seen. Um, but, again, it's early. It so. is early. We'll see a lot more, and we apologize that we got to cut this short, but we got to get up to the field as – I don't know if you heard that, but there was thunder about 30 seconds ago. So Here we go. excited to get rained on. Everybody enjoy your night. Make sure to subscribe to us on YouTube, youtube.com slash Talk. And we'll be back. Peace.